Well, let me ask Dr. Mark Siegel talking about health. He's one of the great doctors uh, here in New York and across the country. He's also a brilliant television analyst for Fox News. Most of the time he comes on talking about COVID, but today he's reduced to Bruce Willis and Justin Ellick's pubic hair. Ladies and gentlemen, here he is, the great Dr. Mark Siegel. Good morning, Mark. Listen, Sid, you've got to give Justin a raise, and he'll have a better shower. He'll clear up the drain, and he'll have food you, food you can actually eat. Now, if you go to Bo Deedle, who I know well, you go to Bo Deedle, and you're not feeling well, and you vomit there. That's going to be the worst dinner in the world. You're right. And, and you're I, right. And, and by the way, I rewatched The Irishman lately, uh, recently, and Bo Deedle's the only one that they didn't use that computer thing on. He actually actually plays himself in the movie. Yeah, Have you the, seen it? Yeah, it's, it's funny you say that because for people that don't know, they made Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, and Joe Pesci look younger, especially De Niro and Pesci. But you're right. They let Bo alone. And I was having this discussion with guys on the, on the scene of the movie I shot last week in California that the one scene where Bo Deedle is cutting up the watermelon with Pacino and De Niro, he stole the movie. He literally stole the movie. That's how good he was. And that scene... He improvised most of that stuff. How about that, Dr. Mark? I agree. I thought he was phenomenal in that. And I think he's, he and you are, are stars of, of, of gangster scream. <laughs> I mean, you're on your, you're on your way up. I, 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 I can't believe how well you're doing out there in Los Angeles. Thank you. You, we, might get a studio, you might get a studio apartment out there for yourself. I may, right there on Wilshire and Beverly Hills. Actually, Bo and I are working on two projects together right now. We're both in the Amazon Prime series, Gravesend, and we both just shot the movie Gemini Lounge out in Los Angeles. Let's get to the, uh, the serious stuff, though. Bruce Willis. I'm a huge fan of Bruce. Moonlighting, Die Hard, all that great stuff. And uh, it turns out that he had to retire yesterday at the age of 67 for something called aphasia. I have to admit, Dr. Mark, I've never heard of it before. I have no idea what it is. What exactly is Bruce Willis suffering from? Well, first of all, the National Aphasia Association, which you've never heard of, says 85% of Americans never heard of aphasia either. And what wow. aphasia is, what aphasia is tragically is it's the inability to form words properly, to express yourself properly, to write properly to use written or verbal language, or another kind of aphasia is to understand it when someone's talking to you. Now, I don't know which he has, but I haven't seen any signs of it, and he's been doing a ton of movies. He did eight last year. He's already finished six this year, so I don't know what has happened. Uh, The most common cause of aphasia is a stroke, but we're not hearing that he had a stroke. You know, you also can get it from head trauma, Sid, and look, he's had plenty of that, and and one of the things... (laughs) One of the things people probably know about him, talking about Bo Deedle and you, is Bruce Willis does it all himself. I mean, he had a stuntman fill-in, for sure, for Die Hard, but he did a lot of the stunts himself, and he got yep. pretty banged up in yep. Die Hard. He actually lost part of his hearing on the left. So he's he's a hero of, of stage and screen, and this is pretty tragic. There's treatments. He can get speech therapy. Um, he... Can, they can retrain his brain, but we still don't know exactly what this is from, and that, that's something we're going to have to find out. But aphasia can be many things. It's the left side of the brain. Again, I, I, we haven't heard that he's had a stroke, and I haven't heard that he, that he, got, that he got badly clocked recently either. So it could also be a de- degenerative disease, which would be terribly tragic, and it's, it, 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 you hate to see this happen to somebody like him. Yeah, no doubt, because you're right. He's so he's larger than life and a tough guy. You think of that McLean character in Die Hard, and 
here he is. And, and I guess, Dr. Mark, that if it gets worse and this progresses, that it starts to resemble uh, dementia, if not even Alzheimer's. Is that kind of where this thing, the natural progression, if it moves forward? I didn't like that Demi Moore used the word cognitive problems. That's exactly what that is, inability to, to think or speak, uh, you know, to, to get your thoughts out. Probably. But by the way, maybe, maybe Joe Biden has aphasia. I'm being completely honest. He's got all well, those issues. I, I, I think that that's on the table, and I, I certainly uh, think when he blurted out the other day that uh, President Putin uh, should be replaced, he might, he might, <laughs> right. he might have put his t- time a little <laughs> off of that. I mean, right. talk, about, talk about poking the bear, sis. I mean, geez. Yeah, no, I know. But not to make fun of it, but but uh, she did use that, uh, that term, cognitive thinking. But does it, in fact, mirror dementia and, and uh, Alzheimer's? Yes, it can. And it can actually be due to a developing Alzheimer's or dementia. Absolutely. There's something called frontal temporal dementia. It might be that. And that would be, of all, probably the worst. Because if it is a blow to the head or it is a stroke, you can actually recover. If it's a progressive disease like Alzheimer's, you're not going to do as well. And so I'm very concerned about that possibility. But again, to, to, to underline the point, because a lot of people see him voyeuristically. Oh, I watch the movies. But, you know, he's the real deal. I mean, he, how many, you know how many people are in there that, that are not doing their own stunts? And, and you know that being becoming, a, again, a great gangster <laughs> actor yourself right now, that Bruce Willis is the real deal. He is. I, you know, Tom Cruise does a lot of this stuff, too. In fact, Tom Cruise got hurt pretty badly on the set of Mission Impossible. So, yeah, those guys are uh, real tough guys in real life, and it is sad to see what's going on with Bruce. So you know, Mark, that uh, we all moved, me, Danielle, Ava, and Gabe, we moved. And uh, I was on a form of public transportation yesterday, and I was told to put my mask on. And I just don't have the patience anymore. Now, I felt badly for the folks that work at these things. It's not their fault that it's still a city and or federal mandate. I get that. But I still can't control myself. And I'm like, enough already. When can I take this mask off? April 1st? April 15th? There was no answer. In fact, the person said... I'm sorry, but I can't do anything until my company tells me to do it. It's amazing to me, Dr. Mark. There are still places in this city that require us to wear masks. Especially when Kyrie Irving, Irving doesn't have to wear one when I'm well, now, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a whole other story with Eric Adams. But, but I still can't believe on a transportation system I need to wear a mask. Well, let me tell you that there's going to be news coming out in the middle of this month, and you don't want to wait this long, and nor does anyone else. But mid-April, I shouldn't say this month, next month, mid-April, uh, national, there's going to be a national announcement removing a lot of this. My prediction, I have some inside information on that. In a couple of weeks, you're going to see it nationally removed for transportation. So for sure, Eric Adams better pony up at that point because he's He's playing. Uh, he's playing Governor Governor Hochul the way that he's handling this, and and, and I think yeah. uh, there needs to be some consistency, which is your point. And by the way, there's not a lot of virus around right now. I think that's the key. You know, there's a value in masks when there's a lot of virus around. But if you don't show that you're willing to be flexible and take it off when there's no virus around, nobody's going to listen to you. And that's where we are. No one's listening. I. Uh... I was really convinced, and you've been on the show with me and with me and Bernie a lot, Dr. Mark, and I've said this to you. I was really convinced that the media, and especially the Democrats, were never going to let this thing die. So it went from COVID to the um, the Delta to the Omicron, then the Delta Cron, and I really believed in my heart of hearts there'd be something else. They would create it. They'd make it up just to keep it going. I'm actually surprised that 
It is done. The media cannot go to anything at this point because, like you said, there is no virus. They're not even trying to make one up. Two reasons for that, and you'll love both of them. The first is their poll numbers are in the toilet. So they all, if, if your theory is right that they were using COVID to get votes, it didn't work. And the media only cares about ratings, and the ratings have dropped with COVID. And then, by the way, the war came along. So they replaced a focus on, on COVID with the war, which is not to say the war isn't some terrible tragedy. It is. But, but once the media eye has moved elsewhere, my other theory is here in New York City, when the numbers drop, that's all that the media cares about, even if they're national media, because they cover New York, even though even though they're supposed to be covering Montana. If, if a bomb drops in Montana, nobody covers it. <laughs> Not even Billings. Uh, last one for me. <laughs> I know you're a medical doctor, but you really do know about a lot of stuff. And we just talked about aphasia, cognitive thinking, and that type of uh, behavior with Bruce Willis. We just witnessed Will Smith lose all control. I, I really was also convinced, and I'm wrong again, <laughs> shocker, shocker, that the whole thing was staged. But as the days are moving on, I'm thinking that it, it was not staged, and that was a real deal. And now people are starting to question whether Will Smith is actually out of his mind or not. What he did that night was just absolutely over the top. Do you think that Will Smith is, in fact, going through some type of mental breakdown? I don't know because I haven't seen him or examined him, but that was, for sure that was out of control behavior. He also very sensitive, obviously, about his family, but that doesn't condone it or, or, or in any way support it. Um, you know, there's something called anger management issues that may be it, but it it has to do with impulsive behavior. And I I would also add that, and this is general because I don't know Will Smith, but sometimes stars you know, get this sense of entitlement that they can get away with things that other people can't. They're larger than life. Like we were talking about Bruce Willis being larger than life in a different way, you know, putting himself in harm's way. But in this case, it may be it may be that Will Smith just thinks, well, I'm Will Smith. I could say anything I want. And that and he certainly learned. I mean, he was, he, he, you know, there's a lot of uh, ideas of getting him thrown out of the academy, and he was supposed to be removed that night. But notice this. Nothing's actually happened. Now, that's him, the right? point, right, exactly. I mean, with all the talk, and a lot of people are angry with him, every late-night host, every actor, Howard Stern, they're all killing him. Uh, he gets to keep the Oscar. They're not kicking him out. He never left that night despite being asked to leave. So it doesn't seem like there's a lot of repercussions here for Will Smith, although Chris Rock has become America's hero. On the way out, you did, in fact— uh, take me to a great basketball game. You and I enjoyed the Indiana Pacers, and then uh, I went to the, the, the 76ers game with Gabe, and you you have been uh, really good to me. But I know you also love the Mets, and now we've got baseball back, and it turns out that Eric Adams is going to allow Aaron Judge to play right field for the Yankees, whether he's vaccinated or not. He doesn't seem to care anymore. So how excited are you for the upcoming season with DeGrom and Scherzer at the top of that Met rotation? Well, I love that, and I, I, I think that the Grom, I'm watching that arm really carefully. You know, back in the days when we were little kids, you and me, I had Tom Seaver, and we watched very carefully how, how Tom Seaver, his form, would protected his arm. I didn't know in those days that he was throwing at 100 miles an hour. Uh, he I did, and, and by the way, it didn't matter. Listen, I, I remember uh, when I was very young, there was a game, uh, the Giants and the Braves, Juan Marichal and Warren Spahn, the starters, went like 15 or 16 innings apiece. We didn't pitch count. We didn't care. Starters started and pitched the whole game. Now you've got relievers coming in in the fifth inning to try to protect these arms. But I guess in DeGrom's case, we need that. 
Well, he's also slight because he's not, you know, bulked up. I mean, maybe that maybe that's some of it. I remember Don Drysdale; he looked like he was built like a truck. Yes, I mean, th- th- there's something. To yeah, do but but with, but Colbax, but but Colbax wasn't built like a truck, and he pitched a ton of innings. But look at that elbow, though. Look what yeah. happened to that elbow. I mean, Colfax yeah. would have would have been the greatest pitcher in the history of the game. He maybe was for a couple of years. Yeah. But no, I don't. I'm not expecting problems with Degrom. I think that Churcher and Degrom incredible combination. And by the way, I'm very very happy the Knicks lost again last night. You know why? Why? First of all, Fournier remember waited till the end of the year to play well. <laughs> and Randall saying he wants to be traded. But the biggest thing is I don't have to shell out money for the playoffs. That's now. right. That's right. That's uh, that's it. Shut the I'm lights. Taking you next year a lot. We're going a lot next year. Well, hopefully the Knicks, they brought in Fournier and Kemba Walker before the start of this year, and they won 44 games last year, so we thought, oh, my God, they're going to win 50 games. They're going to be great, and it all went sideways. So hopefully they do a better job, Dr. Mark Siegel, this offseason than they did last season. But uh, you know who does a great job every time? You. So thank you for coming on this morning. You're terrific. Great pleasure. Always a pleasure to be on with you, Sid. My man. Let's go to a Met game. I want to. I'm serious. So I'll call you after the show, okay? Okay, you got it. All right, Doc. There he is, the great Dr. Mark Siegel. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at Info at GaboLaw.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.